Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Fleet Liquor. I'm your host, John Lerner. And yes, I did say afternoon. Matter of fact, it's about almost 4.30 in the afternoon here on the uh, East Coast. And uh, for football fans, today is the day. Draft day. Should be happening about 8 o'clock uh, Eastern Time. Well, at least Eastern Time on my side. But uh, 8 o'clock, at least Eastern Time, if you're on the East Coast, uh, It'll be in Vegas. And of course, last year they had it in Vegas. Sort of, they tried to have it in Vegas, but with the COVID situation, it did not go so well. So NFL decided to give Vegas the draft back again this year. And I'm sure with uh, some COVID restrictions that have been lifted, I don't know, Las Vegas, I don't know, you know, state of Nevada or the city of Las Vegas and their uh, COVID situation. I really, really don't know. So, um, but it should be very interesting. It should be lively in Vegas tonight with the NFL draft. And certainly, I'm cer- certainly the fan base is, is geared up as, as well as I am. Um, right now, I'm currently sitting in um, what I like to consider my office, or some people might call it an office slash man cave if you want to really call it that. But I call it more so an office. I do not have a TV set in my office, but I will look at the draft. I've got a couple of TVs in the house, and I will certainly be glued to one of them, whether it be in the living room or the or my bedroom or whatever the case might be. But I will be glued to that TV set pretty well. Uh, I wanted to get this episode in a podcast in before the draft, and I want to, you know, I want to hear people's ex- I want to hear people's opinions on my my picks in this draft. Um, but before we give you my picks, let's let's jump into some some details. Let's jump into some juicy tidbits. You know, since we're talking about the NFL draft, of course, we've heard rumors already. We've heard rumors that the Cowboys might might trade might trade up. I've heard that rumor. The Eagles they might dangle one of those first uh, first round picks to move up, and maybe get somebody that they may eye as well. Some some teams they may move down the draft. To collect extra picks, and there's certainly a certainly uh, that would be a wise could be a very wise decision this year's draft. You, you don't you don't you do not have that big name player that just reaches out at you. There's not a, there's not that Joe Burrow in the draft or so forth and so forth. There's not that big big name guy in this year's draft. There's a lot of quality players just coming in, but there's not that top of the line and of course player that people just are going to gush over and say yeah he's it he's it with Jacksonville Jaguars holding the number one pick there's been speculation who they'll take you hear one minute Aiden Hutchinson from the University of Michigan you hear uh, maybe there's a possibility they could go offensive line there's a possibility they can get Tavon Walker from uh, the University of Georgia who's been Skyrocketing on people's board so much so that he may be the first pick in this year's draft. So it's it's interesting. There is no there is no surefire number one pick. But let's talk about rumors. We've already talked about trading up, trading down, but there's one rumor that that has got to be has got to be touched on. Near, did you hear the rumor here that the the Green Bay Packers were interested in tight end Darren Waller from the um, Raiders? Now, to me, 
I think the movie's a little far-fetched because if you go out and you trade for Devontae Adams, why would you want to trade Darren Waller to the Green Bay Packers and get rid of one of your top-notch weapons? Now, Waller had injuries last year. He did put up the spectacular numbers that we're used to seeing, but injuries, he got the injury bug last year, so to speak, and he did not produce. But Waller is still maybe third-best tight end in football, still behind Travis Kelsey and I believe George Kittle. Now, if you want to make an argument that maybe Mark Andrews from the Baltimore Ravens might be the third best tight end, then it's a it's it's a pretty good argument to make. Andrew Mark Andrews has been a pretty consistent tight end these last uh, few years for the uh, Baltimore Ravens. They could some can make an argument he might be the best receiver for the uh, Ravens the last the last few years. But to me, I don't. I just don't see it. I don't see the Packers pulling that deal off. Now, certainly, with they've got two first-round picks, certainly an extra one because of the, that Devontae Adams trade, and you would think a lot of experts are believing that, that they will finally take a receiver. Now, there's a possibility of six, maybe seven receivers go in this, in this year's first round. Receivers, uh, uh, linemen, especially offensive tackles, that might be a, shall we say, two of the top spots in this year's draft that might get might get the most drafts. Uh, some people say quarterback this year, quarterback class is not really that good, and it's not really spectacular. But some predict maybe two or three. Some say maybe four might slide in as quarterbacks. I don't really see it that way. I see maybe one, maybe two. But we'll get we'll get to my picks in a few minutes. Now again, when I make these picks, these picks are not I'm not predicting what I believe the NFL teams will do. If you want to go predict something, go to NFL.com. They have a predicted pick where they do every single year that you can try to get inside the executives, the GMs, the owners of these teams to see who you really believe that they're going to draft. And you believe, and I have played it, I to be honest with you, I have not really jumped in there yet to even make my picks yet. Um, I've been more focused on getting this material out to, to you guys to um, to see what you, uh, you would say. Um, Currently, I'm doing that. Currently, I'm doing a podcast with you guys right this second. But also in the process, I am uh, on my laptop as well, and I've been looking at you know all the uh, top draft, the draft picks in this year's draft, and we'll see. We'll see how everything, how everything you know, uh, pans out, pans out for these uh, NFL teams, and this is a critical year for a lot of teams. But to go back to it, I, I just I don't see it. Doesn't make a lot of sense to me that the Raiders. Who go out and get Devontae Adams will turn around and trade Darren Waller, whether it's to the Packers or whether it's to anybody. I don't really see that happening. It doesn't make a lot of sense. The AFC West is certainly going to be the best, will be the best division in football. I mean, somebody can try to tell me differently, but it's going to be the best division in football. And like I said before, in a few episodes ago, I'm certainly looking forward to the. Certainly looking forward to uh, this year, and I'm certainly looking forward to the games that will that will pop up on the, on our TV screens. And I'm sure it is. I'm sure 
at the NFL will have a lot of AFC West games on. Who are going to see Patrick Mahomes versus Russell Wilson? Who are going to see Justin Herbert against Russell Wilson? Derek Carr versus Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson makes it certainly a, a big, is a huge, huge factor for the uh, Denver Broncos. But Denver, Denver's got a good team, solid team. They just re-signed Melvin Gordon uh, just yesterday. And that gives them a nice little one-two punch. Uh, I'm sure for fantasy owners, they were hoping that Javante Adams, Javante Williams, excuse me, was going to be the the number one running back. And there was no more Melvin Gordon. Well, now that Melvin Gordon has returned, Javante Williams' stock probably, probably takes a little bit of a dip. But both of them did get 900 rushing yards last year. I think Gordon scored more touchdowns than Javante Williams. But a lot of people believe the, uh, I believe was it Hackett, Nathan Hackett believes that both of these guys could be like A.J. Dillon and uh, Aaron Jones, and that could be a fair assessment on what he believes these two guys can do. And certainly the Denver has the offense. They've got a good defense as well. But I'm certainly looking forward to these, these AFC West, West matchups this year. I'm sure, I'm sure. Certainly hoping. I know that you guys are as well. Now, where do we... Oh, man, gosh. Where do we begin? Uh, I guess another thing just got brought up today. Uh, Daniel Jones, the New York Giants have not... have decided not to exercise the fifth-year option on his contract. So that certainly puts a lot of pressure on Daniel Jones that he is going to have to produce. He's going to have to go leaps and bounds this year for the Giants to even consider bringing him back for next year or even future. Now, if you're a New York Giants fan, you hear that, do we draft a quarterback? Well, there, my guess is there's probably a couple of quarterbacks, I think at least, that I've got in my, in my version of my draft is going to be, is going to be gone. I mean, I don't think, I, to be honest with you, I've got Kenny Pickett in my first round mock draft, and I've also got Malik Willis. So that would leave, that could leave a few others out there. You got Matt Cole as a possibility if he falls, if he falls. He's one, he is certainly one possibility. And there's 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 Hose. I mean, it was a Sam Hunt from North North Carolina. He is getting he is getting a uh, a serious a serious uh, look as well from uh, from teams as well. And Desmond Ryder from the University of Cincinnati. Those are guys that are getting getting a lot of strong strong pushes as possible quarterbacks that could sneak in the first round or certainly could be high second round picks. I know Seattle, I know certainly the Seattle Seahawks, they are big fans of Desmond Ritter and his uh, services. So that's a possibility that maybe Seattle jumps on him in the second round. But of course, you know, today it's only first round. That will get televised, I believe, which is tomorrow. I believe the second and third round tomorrow on Friday. And I believe it's like, what is it, four through, I think four through seven, I believe it's like for the Saturday, I believe. If I'm not mistaken, that will get televised. Uh, 
certainly if you if you're you know into it, uh, ESPN carries it. I believe I believe ABC is going to carry it, and of course NFL.com. Uh, for me personally, I'll probably watch NFL.com more so. I used to be a pretty big ESPN fan, but kind of fell out of favor of it. And of course, if you like Mel Kiper, Todd McShay, both of them are very excellent, excellent analysts and do a great job of what they do. But the NFL, you, you get a, you get so many different guys, former players, uh, former executives that work in the front office, and I'm certain I'm certainly sure you'll have that. Yeah, yeah. Good morning, football crew. I'm, I'm assuming they are all going to be there, and they are well educated, well informed, and they certainly know what they're talking about. So it's very interesting to see how this how this pans out. How this is going to pan out. But for Daniel Jones, it becomes a, it's going to be hard. He's certainly going to have to step, step, step up his game. He's going to have to prove to the new management, the new coach, that he is capable of taking this a step further and being worthy of a new contract. But to be honest with you, if that's not the case, who do the Giants pick? Do the Giants pick somebody? For the future, there are some quarterbacks. We've already mentioned guys like Howard, Ryder, Ray Matt Coral. If they, if, if those guys do fall to the second round, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. We'll see if Daniel Jones can finally learn something under the, uh, learn something this year, or he can up his game. If he can't, Daniel's gonna be gone. And maybe, you know, maybe the Giants don't draft a quarterback this year. Maybe there's a stronger quarterback class next year that they may add. Now, they've got two first-round picks this year. And we'll see if they can knock out the park. I, mean, I have a couple of there's been theories that the Giants may take an offensive lineman and an and a, and a edge rusher. At least that's what most analysts are saying right now. I won't drop any hints at who I believe. If I were the Giants and I was in their shoes, this is what I would take. But for Daniel Jones, we gotta step the game up, man. We, we, we got we gotta we gotta work. We got this is our year. We've got to show the fans, the fan base, management, the coaching staff that hey, we are legit. Now I know you hit the new coaching, they wanted to be the next Josh Allen. Well, I don't think Daniel Jones is the next Josh Allen. I don't see it happening. And there's so much going on with the Giants. I mean, uh, Barkley, he wants he wants out. At least at one point in time, he wants out. But then again, the Giants are saying that they are certainly Barkley's not going nowhere. He's going to stay put. And they certainly have tremendous, you know, tremendous amount of respect for him. What he can do with the ball in his hands, and he's got a big, he's gonna be a big part of their offense. Now, the, the Tony who was drafted last year, there's been rumors they might want to trade him, but then there's been other reports from the Giants that no, there is no, they're not going to trade him. They're supposed to do offers. I don't think Tony's gonna get a big. I don't think he's he's gonna get a lot of attention from a lot of people. I just don't see that happening. 
but you never know. You know, and people know how how draft day is, man. Draft day is a weird day. It's a wild day. Anything can happen. Trades for players, draft picks. You look, you look at the board. You move down the board. It'll be interesting that day. We'll see. We'll see if we'll see certainly if those trades, if some of those trades do take place. Well, I think I've kind of bored you enough of those couple of a uh, couple of things. At least I hope I didn't bore you, really, to be honest with you. But um, like I said, I've been working hard, hard on on my draft board. I'm sure my draft board's not going to be like anybody else's draft board, as far as NFL experts. And I'm sure I'd, I'm not no, I'm not going to be no, you know, Ozzie Newsom who did a great job being a Baltimore Ravens general manager for so many years. I'm certainly not that type of guy by any stretch of imagination, but I would love, you know, but I would love the feel, the vibe to be in there on draft day in anybody's draft room. Of course, be a Bengal fan, you'd love to be in there, but it didn't really matter to me. I'd love to be in somebody's draft board, have your boards all over the place, papers scrolled out in front of you, and saying, hey, hey, how did this guy fall this far down? Let's go jump on him. You know, or something like that. That would be just great. And some people, I think some fans, actually get to call out their uh, team's draft picks, which I think is a great idea. For every you know, for every NFL team, I think it's great. I think it's great to get the fans involved and to have a fan come out and say, "Hey, well, my team selects Joe Blow from uh, University of uh, Timbuktu." I mean, I think it's great. I think the NFL did did uh, did right by doing that. I think it's it, it gets the fans more interested in the draft. Now, the first round it could take about. What is it, about three hours or probably over three hours? Now, I'm sure that some people probably want the draft time cut down a little bit. But again, if you're a football fan, just like I am, this is the day, this is the beginning of the 2022 season for you. And you certainly hope that, that your draft, your team has a good draft. And you hope your, your first round pick comes in and just blows your way. Well ladies and gentlemen, enough of all that. Let's let's jump let's jump straight let's jump straight into my draft board. Now there are gonna be some picks that will might shock you and there's some picks that are okay, I can see that. And like I said, there's gonna be some that might okay scratch his head and say, well why in the hell did he put that player in that spot? But all in due time, all of it will come will come to uh, come to pass. I take a little pause for the calls there. Of course, like most um, people at this at, at tonight's draft are going, and especially in the uh, draft rooms, are be drinking water and everything else. Of course, got a, got a parachute first. A lot could be going on tonight. A lot of thoughts running through people's people's heads. And uh, always, I think they have a good bottle of water. I'm sure some people have soda or Gatorade or whatever they prefer. But it'll be very interesting. Without any further ado, let's let's start on my board. Let's, of course, the Jacksonville Jaguars have the first overall pick in the draft. Now, I know people are going to say that um, Aiden Hutchinson has been discussed. 
As I discussed earlier, Tavon Walker has moved up uh, on the board from the University of uh, Georgia as well. But, however, for the Jacksonville Jaguars, my first overall pick is going to be Evan Neal, offensive tackle, University of Alabama. Now, I get it. Everybody wants the, well, what do you pair Josh Allen Hutchinson? What do you pair him with Walker? Okay. Here's the thing. And I believe that the uh, Dougie P, the new coach, Doug Peterson, new coach of the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, said one thing. He said, and I know he said about a month ago, he said, you can never have enough offensive linemen. Now, I get Jacksonville Jaguar fans are saying, well, we just re-signed Cam, you know, Cam Robinson to a new three-year deal. But the problem is, I've never been a big Cam Robinson fan. And to me, Neil has played against some of the best guys, some of the best players in college football. I mean, the SEC is the best conference in football. still is. And this guy has been with the SEC championship game. Hell, the guy has played in national championship games. This guy knows the pressure. And the biggest thing of all is you've got to protect Trevor Lawrence. And that's the big thing. That is the thing. I get it, Hutchinson. I get it, Walker. Yeah, I get it. They might look nice. Walker has shot the board. Hutchinson's been consistent from the University of Michigan. I get it. But I got to have Evan Neal. I got to have, if, if, if Trevor is my man for the next 10, 11, 12 years, whatever the case may be, somebody's got some, I got to have somebody there that's got to cover his backside. And Evan Neal's the guy that I've got to have if he's going to cover his backside. You have a pretty solid running game with Jacksonville. Keep it. You've got to have the running game. You added Evan Ingram as your tight end in the offseason, which to me is kind of an underrated, an underrated sign. Because they haven't had a tight end for quite some time. And Evan, you know, brings that game up. But the thing is, I've said it before, if you're protecting this, you've got to protect Trevor's backside. My man right here, here's the guy right here to do it. Evan Neal. Let's go to the number two pick. And we'll got to go with the Detroit Lions. Now, for the Detroit Lions, yes, university, yes, Michigan people, I do take Aiden Hutchison at this pick. Yes, I know it's 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 the it's a home yeah, it's the old hometown boy doesn't go, doesn't leave the state. He stays there. But the thing is, Detroit's defense for the last several years hasn't been hasn't been that good. And this is not a breaker pick. They need help. They need help everywhere. Now, I could have gone I could have gone maybe Sauce Gardner. In this spot, I could have gone with him in this spot to get a cornerback, but we got a rush passion, right? Hutchinson has been the most, the most consistent players in college football the last couple of years. I gotta have, yeah. So I mean, I, I, I got to do something. I got to rush the passer. I got to put pressure on one Aaron Rodgers. You got Justin Fields in that. You got the mobile Justin Fields, and I'm sure Justin already knows Aiden Hutchinson a little bit from the Ohio State. University of Michigan rival, so I'm sure he knows him a little bit. I get Jared Goff, I get Kirk Cousins, I get all that. 
but you, you know, but you got, but you got to rush the passer. And to me, Hutchinson maybe is the most, I think, might be the most consistent player. Now, some people, some experts think that Hutchinson might have reached the ceiling, but they they feel that he will not be top of the line player at the next level. But we'll see. Hutchinson, I think, will bring consistency. Now, I don't know if he will be. I don't know if he's going to be that Hall of Fame player that you're looking for. I don't know. But I think Hutchinson will bring consistency and he'll bring some he'll bring some of the pass rush to the Detroit Lions. Number three. Now, unlike most people, the Houston Texans hold the cards for this one. Now, Lovey Smith is the new head coach. And you would figure Lovey Smith, well, he's going defense because Lovey Smith is a defensive coordinator. And I would not be totally shocked if he goes in that direction tonight. Now, I'm sure if we go back to the Jacksonville Jaguars, a lot of people think that Tavon Walker, Hutchinson will be number two. And the number three spot could be interesting. But could they go Sauce Gardner in this spot? Could they go another defensive, uh, another pass rusher? Thibodeau of the University of Michigan, he's a man that people have talked about in this spot that he could be could be in the spot. But let me but for my Houston Texans fans, let me go off. I'm gonna go off the, the deep end on this one. My third pick will be from NC State, left tackle of NC State, Icky. And I'm sure I'm gonna botch his last name. I'll apologize to the uh, to the young man who botched his last name. Iquanu. That's probably, I probably pronounced it wrong, and I will apologize if I have <laughs> if I have pronounced it wrong. Now, again, this goes to the same situation. If I remember correctly, Trevor Lawrence is supposed to be the man for the future. Is supposed to be the man for the next 10, 11, 12 years, right? Well, if you believe David Mills is that type of quarterback that that you can build out for the next 10, 11, 12 years, then you've got to, you've got to get an off, you've got to give him some offensive line help. It's simple as that. Now, I know, I know people are thinking, like, what is he thinking about making this pick? Point is, like I said, the offensive line hasn't been the greatest in the world for the Texans in the last few years. I mean, when Derek Lawson, Derek Lawson, didn't have the greatest offensive line in the world for years with the Houston Texans. Now you've got a second-year player in David Mills who really believe, and that you, let's say, management believes that he could be the franchise quarterback for the next several years. Well, again, it's the same situation. Bottom line is, you need a guy. You need a guy like this. Now, the Texans, now the Texans, they have. Now I wouldn't be surprised if the Texans took a running back in the second round. Which I think a guy like Bryce Hall from Iowa State would be perfect for them to build, to help to build. You get this guy, let's say you get a defense with your next pick, as you could have two first round picks. But for this pick right here, this pick right here alone, I got to get David Mills some help because I don't want him to be a reincarnation of Derek Carr when he's getting sacked a, a billion times. In a, in a, a three-year span or something like that. 
get the man, you know, get the man some offensive line help. This is the guy that you need that you need to need to get. Number four, the New York Jets. And I'm gonna stick with a lot of consensus. I'm gonna go with my man Sauce Gardner. Sauce had a great career at the University of Cincinnati. And let's be honest, let's let's think about it for a second. Who do you have to go against his division? Well, you got Stephon Diggs. You got Jayla Water. Now you got Tyreek Hill. You know what? I need me I need to be a solid cornerback. I need a cornerback that can be like Revis Allen all over again. Here's a guy that I need. I need Sauce Gardner. I need him. I need him to cover my number one receivers. If I gotta face Hill, I gotta face Waddle twice a year. I gotta face Devon Diggs twice a year. If I've got to do that, I gotta find somebody that's gonna cover them. And this is my guy right here, Sauce Gardner. He's gonna be the man. He is. I've got to get him. Number four, Sauce Gardner. Now, number five, here's another tricky pick. The New York Giants. Now, where do I go? The Giants. Now, a lot of people have said they'll probably get an offensive line and a pass rusher. Some people even think they might even get a wide receiver because, again, Kenny Holiday is injured prone. Sterling Shepard's been injured prone the last couple of years. Darius Slayton. Now, Slayton, to my understanding, I've heard a rumor that he could do trade bait. Tony, there's been buzz about Tony. And to be honest with you, I can probably see why you might want to consider a wide receiver. But for me, again, this goes back to a recurring theme that I've already said. The New York Giants, again, they need offensive line help. And the next best offensive line on a lot of people's boards is one Charles Cross from Mississippi State. Offensive line has been a huge problem for the Giants for several years now. Again, seems to be another recurring theme of Jacksonville, Texans, and now the Giants. Offensive line help. They need it. Cross, in some people's eyes, Cross is right is right behind is right behind Neil. And Kwame, he is kind of like right behind those two, some people feel. And they did, they did draft an offensive lineman last year, Thomas from the University of Georgia. Well, they will stick with that game plan. they got to build that offensive line up. Whether Daniel Jones is the quarterback moving forward next year, they're re-signing, or they need help from Barkley to have him get run, run, him run behind somebody. So my guess is Cross becomes... Number five. Now, here's the situation. Number six. The Carolina Panthers. If I was the Panthers, I'm looking at my board. Neil's gone. Ron is gone. Cross is gone. Three guys that I really wanted at the top of my board, they're gone. And again, here it is. The staff does not have that much confidence in Sam Donald. I'm sure the fan base is going to Sam Donald confidence Sam Donald. So I'm the Carolina Panthers. I wanted one of those three offensive linemen. I didn't get them. So now we are blowing on the dice. We're gonna roll them. And we're gonna take a man that Matt Rue knows a little something about. And that's Kenny Pickett of the uh 
Pittsburgh Panthers. Now, a lot of people feel that Kenny might be the only, he might be the most ready quarterback in this year's draft. Now, I'm drafting Kenny Pickett. Now, granted, for right now, I would say Sam Donald is my starting quarterback, but I wouldn't be surprised if Kenny ends up starting for me later on in the year. If I got a second round pick for the Panthers, yeah, I probably, yeah, I don't know, you know, if, I don't know if the Panthers got a second round pick or not, but I've got to go, I've got to go for broke. And I've got to go, I got to get my quarterback because I've lived, I got, I got to feel that he is my quarterback of the future moving forward. Again, I would take an offensive lineman with this spot. But the top three guys that have my board, they're already gone. They're off the board. So I got to get me a quarterback. Kenny's my man. Kenny's my man. Now, number seven. Again, here's the situation. Here again, the Giants are back again. This is a trade coming from the Chicago Bears. Now, I could go back and get me an offensive lineman. Heck, I get a receiver. But for the Giants, pass rush has been a hard thing. And I'm going to go with maybe the next best pass rusher on the board, Tavon Walker. He goes from number one on some people's board, but he'll drop on my board. And the Giants will be clapping their hands. The thing about Tavon Walker is this, and a lot of people say it, and I agree with a lot of people on this. Tavon's only had nine sacks in the three in the three year career that he had with the Georgia Bulldogs. And Georgia had a pretty solid defense, and there's a lot of guys on the University of Georgia's football team, especially on that defense, that's probably gonna go in this draft. I mean, Walker wasn't the only name people talked about. And I do have a, I will not, I do have a few other Georgia players on my on my board that will get drafted. But Walker, again, what do you, there's some things on tape he did fine, and there's some things on tape that just didn't jump out at you at all. But a lot of experts, you know, hung him on his combine. And I think the Giants would be one of those teams that hung him on his combine, and they feel he's got the most upside of any of a lot of people. So for right now, I got to go. I'm going Tavon Walker, New York Giants. He can certainly help on the pass rush. You got your offensive lineman. You got your defensive lineman. Coming up next is the number eight, the Atlanta Falcons. Now, a lot of people's boards, some people figure that this is the place where they go get a wide receiver. Some people say an offense as could be, it could get maybe a pass rusher. Offensive lineman's a possibility. But again, I guess you have to configure it to figure out that the Calvin Ridley situation. And I'm assuming, you're going to assume that Ridley probably not be back in 2023. You figure it maybe the commission will, you figure it will maybe lift the suspension, the year long suspension, and he'll be gone elsewhere. And they need some receiving help. And I consider that possibility for the Atlanta Falcons. But on Atlanta, there's a man that has been kind of a up and down pick in this in this draft. That is one. He's been up and down. Some people like him, some people don't like him. But again, Atlanta's defense has been atrocious. Again, they've been pretty bad the last couple of years. Kenyon Tillerow from University of Oregon is my pick for the Atlanta Falcons. They need a pass rusher. 
like I said, he's an uh, he's an up and down career at the University of Michigan and the University of Oregon. Excuse me, a lot of people see potential, potential in him. But for number eight, I gotta get I gotta get the Falcons some off some offensive line help in the second round. If I'm Atlanta, I gotta go defense. I'll go defense. I'll go that. Excuse me, I'll go wide receiver. So right now, that is my pick. Keegan Keon Tabler. Number nine, Seattle Seahawks. Now here's a team that's interesting. Who do they draft, right? There's a lot of speculation. Offensive linemen. Hey, could they go get a quarterback? There's a lot of things going back and forth. I mean, have they been subject of trade rumors? Ty Lockett, DK Metcalf. They're top two receivers. Yeah, top two receivers on that team have been subject of trade talks. But for the Seattle Seahawks, I'm going to try to go back and try to do a Legion of Boom type of thing here. I'm going to try to go get my Richard Sherman. And the next best guy behind one Sauce Gardner. And he has had a good freshman year. Has some injuries. He's had some injuries since then. But in practice, this guy was able to cover one of the best, best young receivers in the game at LSU. My pick, Daryl Stingley, Stingley Jr., LSU. I get it. I, you could probably go offensive line help here. I, I wouldn't fault you for that. Some might say, well, I need a, I need a quarterback. And you look towards the future. Well, to be honest with you, the one guy they, they really have looked at, and I've heard the buzz, is, is, is Ritter from the University of Cincinnati. I feel they could probably get him in the second round. But for right now, I'm going to go on cornerback. I'm going to go with Derek Stingley, Jr., of LSU. I'm going to try to rebuild. I'm going to try to get me a newer Legion of Boom. I'm going to try to work on that defensive side of the ball. I've got quality receivers. i got two decent running backs I can work with. I've got a decent tight end. My situation is I could probably get an offensive lineman. But we'll see. i got to go Stingley Jr. Now, the next paper number, yeah, I believe it's what we're at. With the number 10 spot with the New York Jets. The Jets, once again. Now, the Jets, I got my cornerback. Now, again, I could probably go back, stay on the defensive side of the ball. I could use my offensive lineman. But, if Zach Wilson is my man, I know it's going to be the kiss of death for the Jets fans. I got to get me another receiver. Now, Corey Davis is not a number one receiver. He's not. Elijah Moore, I like him, but he's probably more of a number three guy. I can see maybe a time if Corey Davis, you got rid of Corey Davis, Elijah could move to the number two spot. But for right now, I like Davis two. I like Elijah three. But my new number one for this team is going to be one Garrett Wilson from Ohio State. Here's a guy that, here's a guy that has been some people have him on the top. A lot of the experts have him top of my board. He's, he, I've got to have a guy that's explosive. He's explosive, runs good routes. Here's a guy that would make Kyle Wilson feel very comfortable. And if I can, if Wilson's my quarterback for a game like Trevor Lawrence is for the next several years, I need to get him some weapons. I need to add some more weapons to his team. To his team, Gary Wilson becomes will come in 
at number 10. And number 11, Washington starts off. Now, Washington, I could probably go a second. I could, my thing, the first thing I would think of, I could use a secondary pick for Washington. Now, the Commanders, they've got a couple of needs. I could, they've got Carson Wentz. They've got Carson Wentz in free agency. But do you think Carson Wentz is the answer for the future? I don't think so. But for the, for the Commanders, I got a good receiver in McLean that doesn't get a lot of that doesn't get a lot of help. I gotta get the man some help. That's why I'm going Derek. I think it's Derek London. Drake, excuse me, Drake London from Southern Cal. If I have McLean on one side, London on the other side, it makes things a lot, a lot better. I got a tight end, Logan Thomas. I've gotten Antonio Gibson in the backfield. I got a little bit of an offense working now. I could probably go offensive line. I could go in the secondary. But I but if if but if I gotta put my if, if I gotta put my eggs in, in one basket, and I gotta say Carson Wentz is my quarterback moving forward, I gotta get him some help. And I gotta get my man my man McLean some help. Because he had no help. He's been the he's been the only man. He's been a top receiver for the last uh couple of years with the team one with the Washington football team there. So why not go get one Derek London. Number twelve, let's go to the Minnesota Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings, again, this is another thing. I could probably go defensive line. I can go secondary help. That's something you know, all defense is something that concerns me, but concerns me. I know Cousins, he had a good year last year. I got my running back in Cook. I got two good receivers. I have a decent tight end Irv Smith. Offensive line, you can work on it. But the thing is, Minnesota's been missing defense. And what are you, what and again, you're in the same division, you got Aaron Rodgers, you got Justin Fields. Mobility. You got something there. So for me, I go for the man that's been another guy that's been going up a lot of people's boards here lately. A man who had a pretty decent year last year at the university. Well, I should say Florida State University, and that's one Jermaine Johnson. He's my pick here from Minnesota in this spot. Number 13. Here we go. We'll go right back to the Texans again. And yes, I know Lovey Smith is a Lovey Smith, my man. He is a defensive coordinator. We've already got an offensive lineman. My gosh, we got to get him some defensive help. And we'll get him Jordan Davis, University of Georgia. Here we go on the run of Georgia players. Jordan Davis, he adds to that awesome. You know, again, he's a guy that can stuff the run, can rush the pass, rush the pass a little bit. I need a guy like that on this team. I could probably go on cornerback here, but I feel that Jordan Davis is, is, is a solid pick for them right here. Up next is the Baltimore Ravens. Now the Ravens for years they've done they've they've always gone they always struggled on the defense side of the ball to keep that defense and they've been good at picking offensive linemen. And for me, for me right now, number fourteen now. 
I gotta go get me an offensive lineman. Ronnie Staley has been hurt the last couple of years. My right tackle has retired. I've got some help. I need some help on the offensive line. So I'm gonna get Tavon Penny from Northern Iowa. He's a man that fits needs a perfect fit. Good run blocker. Perfect, perfect fit for the Baltimore Ravens. This is the perfect Baltimore Ravens pick right here. The return of their top three running backs. Lamar Jackson healthy. He can go back to running the ball. And I think, you know, like I said, hey, he fits right in there. Number 15. The Philadelphia Eagles, one of their two picks. And the one, and I got to give them maybe one of the better players in this year's draft. Kyle Hamilton of Notre Dame. Kyle's been a beast. Has been a beast at Notre Dame. Now, some people boards that there's probably go higher than this, but he's a perfect fit. And that certainly the Eagles to me need secondary help. The Eagles secondary has never been that good. It has never has been. It's always been an issue in my opinion. A guy like Kyle Hamilton who can cover some ground. He becomes my pick at number fifth at number fifteen. 16th, oh my gosh. Go to the New Orleans Saints. One of their two picks. And what does the New Orleans Saints do more than anything else? A receiver. And what do they do? They go back to Ohio State. They've already got Barry Wilson's already gone. They get Chris O'Reilly from Ohio State. Look at the other guy. If Michael Thomas comes back and he's healthy, and that's if he comes back and that's if he's really healthy. We'll find out. But I've got to get receiving help. I know that you can say, well, why don't you jump on the quarterback? Could have done that, but I need a receiver. The Saints need a receiver. Could have let him get some deep hits. Number 17, Google. LA Chargers. And I got to go on defense side for LA Chargers. I could see maybe, I know a lot of people would give. Justin, an uh, offensive weapon. But the perfect man for this job would be Devontae Wyatt from the University of Georgia. Here's a guy, the one thing that John, the one thing Sharks had a problem with last year was Cedric Carter. They couldn't stop the run. Here's, here's a big body that you can plug right in there and he can help you stop the run. This is the guy that you need on this team. He's there. At number 18, Philadelphia Eagles return. They've already got Hamilton. So now I know I know I'm gonna get cussed out by probably the Philadelphia Eagles fans for going receiver. Devontae Smith was a nice pick last year, but the problem is there's not a consistent number two. I've got to get me a consistent number two. I've got to get, why not go out and get Trayvon Burks from the University of Arkansas. I can have Smith and Burks on one, one two punch. They could do some, they could do some wonders for Jalen Hurts, or some people think that Jalen Hurts might not be the quarterback moving forward. But I gotta have him. Number 19, the New Orleans Saints. Now the Saints are gonna do what they do every other year. Get, they will probably go ahead and get an offensive lineman. 
that was like to me reboot that all comes around every single year. We lost Armstead. The next best man will be a guard from Texas A&M, Keon Green. Now Keon stock has been kind of up and down all over the board, but for me Keon Green fits pretty much right into that new that new Orleans Saints fit. He's number nineteen. Number twenty, Pittsburgh Steelers. And yes, Pittsburgh fans, I know you got Mitchell Trubisky as your quarterback. I could probably do secondary for you, or I could plug in more offensive line for you, which is probably what you're going to need. But I got what's going for the future. And Mike Tomlin will get his man. It's going to be a shot and guard. I'll get Malik Willis from Liberty. He will be the quarterback. He could be the next. I don't know if he's like the Cordell Stewart bold for you, but I think he's got a little bit of an arm that Cordell Stewart did. But if you're looking towards the future here with this pick, and Malik Willis. Number 21, we are the New England Patriots. And this guy's a New England Patriots fit. Well, Delvin Lloyd, University of Utah. Now, again, Lloyd's been up and down on people's boards. But to me, I think Lloyd, I think Lloyd, under the Bill Belichick thumb, I think Lloyd, I think Belichick get a lot out of Lloyd. The man's been a solid player, been a solid player throughout his college career. And I think he will be perfect for the Bill Belichick fit, number 21. Number 22, yes, the Green Bay Packers. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, for the first time in Dukus of years, they're going to get their top receiver. They're going to get a receiver. But this receiver has suffered an ACL injury. And they're going to gamble on him. Jameson Williams. Now, if the guy can get healthy, and imagine that he, that he, I don't think he's not going to be the Devontae Adams, but he will be somebody that they can rely on moving forward. At number 23 will be the Cardinals, Arizona Cardinals. Now, I had a hard time. I thought maybe another receiver could be a possibility here because DeAndre Hopkins, you got A.J. Green. And you have Rondell Moore. I thought another receiver could be a nice fit for them. Then again, I thought, I thought long and I thought hard. And I said the biggest thing with the Cardinals is offensive line help. That's always been the biggest problem for them. So number 23, I'm going to go with a guy named Zion Johnson from Boston College. Boston College always seems to produce some quality offensive linemen. Zion, Zion helps, I think, fits right to that mold. He's a good run blocker. Be better than for James Conner. And I think in time, he could certainly be a man that could um, help out, you know, that could protect Kyler Murray's backside. Kyler. They pick up his fifth-year option, and hopefully they will sign Kyle Murray to a longer deal. And number 24, yes, it is the Dallas Cowboys. Again, could have gone off its line for the Dallas Cowboys here, and I really thought of that long and hard. But there was one guy that really, at this late, just tickled my fancy. Again, let's go back to the University of Georgia. There's a tackler, a tackler, A.K.O.N. Dean. Becomes my pick right here for the Dallas Cowboys. Now you can free up Parsons to be that pass rusher you need. You still got, you know, 
I think here's a gun right here that could certainly help a linebacker core out. He had on scouting boys. I could have gone probably on a cornerback, but this guy was too good to be passing up. Now, number 25, the Buffalo Bills. Again, I've heard the Buffalo Bills, they could get a receiver to add more weapons to Josh Allen. But I decided to instead, I decided to give him a cornerback. And I gave him Kalar El Elam from the University of Florida. Now, Elam had a pretty decent career at the University of Florida. Kind of went unnoticed a little bit. But I think he'll fit right in to Sean McDermott's mold. I think he will he can be a very underrated player for them. I like him at the number 25 spot. Number 26, the Tennessee Titans. Well, let's go for the run on cornerbacks right here. And I'm going to Andrew Booth from Clemson. To me, I think they had an issue last year, especially in the playoffs, especially if they could not stop Jamar Chase. They had all the time with T. Higgins in the playoffs. And to me, they need more help. I could probably get a pass rusher, but like Andrew Booth at this slot, at this slot. And number 27, here we go, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Since Tom Brady has returned, I gotta get Tom Brady some offensive line help. The next best man, Tyler Lindenbaum from the University of Iowa. I could plug him in, I think he, he's a center. He could probably plug him with guard, but again, he's depth. I got Tech Tom Brady, who will be 45 this coming season. Gotta do it. Right now, we're at number 28, at the Green Bay Packers. Again, the Packers, they kind of remind me of the Saints. The bottom line is they have a nice knack for getting that offensive lineman, and they will stick to the offensive lineman. The next best man, Bernard Raymond, Central Michigan. The tackle, again, he, did, uh, he, he had a pretty decent career when he had the, at the uh, Central Michigan. A lot of people know about him, but he's a good, you know, but he's a good, he's a quality player. Again, he fits right into the uh, mold. He can certainly plug, you can certainly plug him in. And I think he could, uh, I think that some other Rodgers could, could trust as time goes on. Number 29, you hear the Kansas City Chiefs. Again. Pass rush. Defense has always been an issue for the Chiefs. Now certainly I'm sure people would jump on the or go jump on the wide receiver for this spot. And I got you. And number 29, I gotta give him an edge rusher. I gotta give him some more some more pass rushing ability. Here's a guy that has been kind of gone off the board, a lot of people's boards. The man who kind of goes up people's boards, goes down people's boards, up and down. But I'm gonna go boy, boy. Mafa, University of Minnesota. Again, the Chiefs come back. We're number 30. And I'm going to the secondary. They can use some secondary help. I'm going to go with Kyle Gordon, University of Washington. And I've got to give them all the help. You got Luna, you got Derek Carr, you got Justin Herbert in this conference, in this division. You've got Russell Wilson. Gotta do it. I get all the secondary help that I need. Here's a guy that's gonna fit right in to that spot. Number 31, the Cincinnati Bengals. Who would have thought the Cincinnati Bengals were drafted 31st overall, right? 
and lethargic. I, I tried my best. I wanted the offensive line. Didn't see anybody. I wanted to go cornerback. I wanted to go cornerback. But I didn't see the cornerback. So we're going to go, we're going to go to an underrated player in the Georgia, in the Georgia Bulldogs system. A man who kind of an underrated man, it's a solid tackle. A man that could be that could certainly get you could plug in. He'd be a backup this year, but he could certainly be a starter moving forward. Quai Walker. Remember the name. Remember that name. Because I believe he could certainly be the guy moving forward that's gonna help the uh Cincinnati Bengals out down the road. And he'll certainly be an asset to him, I believe, this year in a backup role. My last pick in this draft, Detroit Lions. Now, Detroit Lions, I thought about maybe an offensive lineman. I could add you, maybe an old receiver. I could go back and forth, back and forth. But for my last pick for the Detroit Lions, I had to do a look towards the future. Jared Goff. Was not going to be the was not going to be the answer moving forward. I had to go back and forth who I thought would be the next best quarterback on the board. I kicked around the idea, and for this pick, my last pick in the first round, Matt Corley, University of Mississippi. Matt, he got he got an ankle injury towards the end of last year. Got hurt in the bowl game. He's healthy, more mobile, has a pretty good arm. And let's be honest with you, Jared Goff is not the quarterback of the future moving forward. And I think he and Jared Goff has come out, and he's, he has pretty much come out and said that he knows that he's not going to be the quarterback moving forward. So for this pick right here, we got to look towards the future. Ladies and gentlemen, that is my draft, at least if I was drafting for these teams, this is how I would do it. And I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure tonight's draft should be interesting. I'm sure there's gonna be teams that will try to move up, move back, do this and do that. But it should be interesting draft. A lot of trades will be will be done. So for this, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you at least try to enjoy. I hope you like my draft. I'm sure there's some people that are going to certainly might agree, certainly might disagree. They're going to say, what the hell is he talking about? Type of thing. But again, that's what they call the free country, right? And I'm sure, I'm sure NFL analysts are going to be saying the same thing about some teams. Somebody's going to reach for a player. Some, somebody's going to drop. And it's going to say, well, that's a steal. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, it should be interesting. Vegas NFL draft sounds great, sounds perfect, right? Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm about to wrap up this show, this episode. Um, please take care of yourself. Enjoy the draft tonight, and uh, if you get a chance, you know, give me your input on what you think about tonight's draft. What did you think about what I said as far as my draft picks went? So until then, please take care of yourselves, and I'll see you again soon.